Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Fight Insight Podcast. This is the, that was the real tall guy. There we go. That's the tall guy. Yeah, that's Big oh, Mo. Okay, okay. So yeah. Uh, yeah, he does the uh, he does the announcing for a bunch of boxing things. I see. Uh, we I had see. him on the podcast. He's such a cool dude, mm-hmm. and uh, he's the next big thing for announcing. Big Mo. I yeah. can see that. I can he see is, that. man. He's got Every a good look. Top series. Yeah, his voice is good. He's got the look, yeah. everything. Yeah. Uh, guys, welcome to the podcast. Fans, viewers, and listeners of Fight Insight Podcast, thanks for joining us. With me again for the second week in a row, this is Jared from At Sacred Boxing. How's it going, Jared? What's going on? Yes. All right. Yeah, thanks, man, for coming. Uh, for those that might have missed you on last week's podcast, you came with me to break down UFC 285. And here we are now. We're going to be doing... Uh, you know, you didn't know all the dudes on the last card. You're going to have a hell of a time knowing anybody on this card. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, UFC Vegas 71. This is uh, Marab Divisfili versus Petr Jan. So okay. the big champion, he's fighting Marab. That's the main event. And then we will run through the main card. Okay. And we'll see what you think about these guys. Uh, cool. This is a tough one, man. Uh, <laughs> this is going to be a tough one to break down. But before we do it, let's uh, let people know who you are and where you're at. If, if they didn't catch you on the last show, that's fine. Well, for sure, for sure. My name is Jared Robinson. I'm the founder owner of Sacred Boxing. I started uh, a Sacred Boxing in the middle of the pandemic in 2020, that first year. And I knew it, it, everything else shut down. I had a, a mobile uh, chair massage business, and I'm that's still active, but I had to unplug it and plug back into where uh, something that was sacred to me, and that's where the name came from. That's crazy, man. I did not know that. So, I, that's funny because my podcast started during the pandemic as well because I had nothing to do, uh, I couldn't train anymore. Ah, uh, okay, I gotta I like do something. It. That's yeah. crazy. I didn't think you were that young into it, too. So, I, I would have thought that your page has been going for a long time. Oh, no, 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 yeah, oh, nice, nice. But how long had you been doing boxing before? starting the page though. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I started oh, boxing in uh, tw- uh, 2002 as an amateur. And okay. I okay. Fought for seven years as an amateur and turned pro at 60 amateur fights, 20 pro fights, uh, fought pro f- for seven, another seven years. And um, uh, so there a total of 14 years fighting, retired in 2016. And then, uh, yep. T- took me to uh, 2020 where uh, it was time to, you know, show it, show improve. So that's what I did. That's awesome, man. That is cool. And your students must really appreciate the fact that you're like a proven boxer. You know what I mean? Like you have the history, you have the experience because that kind of stuff is so invaluable to students, right? When they know that they're training with someone who has legit done it before. Right. I think so. And, and, and I remember judging myself being harder on myself than they were. Like when I lost the fight, I, I was there, I knew the emotions and all the things that I went through. And, uh, you know, it just took a while for me to understand that when I lose, you know, I, I, I gave it the, uh, uh, my best and they respect that. Yeah, of course, man. That's, that's awesome. That's really cool. And like I said before, we're going to have you back on the podcast one day to talk even more to you right. and, and about all that. Um, so we're going to talk about this fight card. And again, our podcast is going to be a little bit shorter than normal. We're just doing the fight picks just for the main card. Um, because I'm, I'm pre-recording this. So now this one we're recording two and a half weeks out. 
So if this fight card changes, we apologize. Uh, we're doing our best to do, do the fight picks as best as we can. But it's right. for this card here. So there is Jan versus Marab. This is not the official poster because it's not even out yet by the time we're recording this. But uh, there it is. So, I mean, boy, oh boy, this is a tough one. Let's look at, let's look at the card here. The first one is Vitor Petrino at light heavyweight. Versus Anton Turkauj. Mm. Seven and zero oh versus yeah. eight and one. Both good records. Both great records. They're opening up the main card on a fight night. Um, let me. I'll give you a little bit of a backstory here. Vitor Petrino. He's from Dana White's Contender Series. He looks pretty big. That's my official notes that I'm reading off. Okay, so uh-huh. he's a big boy. Uh, Brazilian. This is how little I know, so I got to go. He's got 12.7 thousand followers on Instagram. Six finishes out of his seven wins, six finishes by KO or TKO. So this looks like a uh, mm-hmm. striker mm-hmm. versus Anton Turkaj, eight and one. <laughs> I did say he looks like a guy from a boy band. That was my first <laughs> impression. Like the long blonde yeah. hair, good looking dude, Swedish. Um, his nickname is the Pleasure Man. Hmm. Okay, I'd like to hear the story behind that nickname. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hey, if this guy wins, leading. Yeah, if this guy wins his fight, guarantee I'm getting this guy on the podcast. <laughs> he's right. only, now he's only got four thousand followers. Okay. All right. So he's a you know young. Uh, he's also from Dana White Contender Series, but he's coming off his first loss um, after seven finishes in a row. Um, coming off his first loss with the UFC. Got it. Mm-hmm. So. Two young contenders. You've got, uh, you know, Vitor Petrino versus the Pleasure Man. Yep. And, and what was his background again? In the- uh, Brazilian. Oh, or, or the like yeah, uh, fighting stance wise? I no idea. What? what no, other guy from uh, Sweden. I don't know. I don't know. He's okay. a pleasure. A pleasure background. Maybe maybe Swedish massages. I don't know. What do, what do we know? You got the you got the massage chairs. Right. The pleasure man from Sweden. It all fits. Right. right. It I mean, all fits. Yeah. You're right. Uh, all right. This is a toss up. Who are you going to pick? The pleasure man uh, or the Brazilian? I'm go for the uh, the striker. I'm going to go for the striker. I'm going to go for Victor. You're going to go for Vitor Petrino. Detour. Yep. God damn it. No, you got to give. All right. I'm going for the pleasure, man, because I definitely want to get this guy on my podcast. That's what I see. I see. You want, there's, there's definitely some content that he has to. Uh, yeah. 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 I mean, God damn. I got to know why his name is that. Right. Like, right. yeah. Where did that right. come from? Um, so, yeah. Okay. So we got Vitor Petrino versus Anton Turkaj. That should be a good fight. I mean, they're both very uh, good records. So we'll see what happens there. Yep. Young, hungry, good records. I like it. Exactly. Next one, we got Said Nurmagomedov versus Jonathan Martinez. Spoiler alert, he is not related to Khabib Nurmagomedov. Okay. So right. I automatically I assumed. Exactly. And I bet you uh, poor Jonathan Martinez assumes <laughs> he's related too. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> he's like, shit. Uh, he's the number 14 ranked bantamweight. Uh, and he's fighting Jonathan Martinez. Uh, Jonathan Martinez also is not related to Khabib. And he does have, though, some pretty notable wins over Frankie Sainz, Thomas Almeida, and Cub Swanson. Uh, so gosh. Martinez, you know, and again, very close record, 17-2, and 17-4. Yeah. It, what, where is he from? Is he from California area? Jonathan Martinez? Right. 
Uh, let me take a look here, my friend. Let's see what we got. Jonathan Martinez. Fill the time here on the podcast with some singing oh, yeah. or something. What can you do? Well, no, I was going to say I met Cub uh, down in Oxnard when I was I was actually uh, entertaining a move from North Carolina to California right towards the end of my pro career. Okay. And, uh, yeah, uh, it was a cool, very cool uh, trip, and I was that close to making the move, but you know the confidence and the uh, you know putting my family on my back and trekking across the country. You know, right, took me uh, out of that decision. So it's a tough one, man. My wife, we've my wife and I have visited California two or three times, like up and down the coast. Yep. Every time we barely get back on the flight home. Yeah, we're beautiful. like this place is great. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. Um, although, what you're in North Carolina? Yeah, I'm in North Carolina. Correct. Okay, where's Myrtle Beach? Is that Myrtle South Beach Carolina? Is, yep, two, uh, three and a half hours away. Okay, I used to go down there to golf a lot. Beautiful. Did you? And the people are so nice. Dang, oh, yeah. like like hospitality and, and, yeah, and so friendly hospitality. people. Yeah, it's beautiful there. Uh, you born and raised? Born and raised. Yeah, uh, born and raised in uh, Sumter, actually. So I was actually an hour and a half from the beach. Oh, okay, okay. Nice, nice. Let's go there. Tough life. <laughs> Son of a gun. Tough right. life. Uh, okay, uh, let's get back to this. Jonathan Martinez, he's American. So okay. may- maybe, you know, maybe his family has roots. Uh, fighting out of Texas. Uh, so okay. yeah, maybe maybe like a Mexican background or something like that. But yeah. uh, good dude. But can he beat a Nurmagomedov? Mm. Mm. What's your no? Um, uh, I would say mm-hmm. yeah. It sounds like he has a uh, a striking background, boxing. I would assume assume with the Mexican heritage, um, and. Mega Madoff having a you know grappling wrestling background would be yeah. only makes sense. So um, uh, it's a tough one. I would have to research and uh, but I would I would go like always do. Um, I would go with the striker. Go with the striker. <laughs> stick true to the roots, like, my friend. All right, so yeah, you're going for you're, going, you're yeah. going for Martinez. Yeah, Martinez in his last four fights, three fin- uh, three decisions and one TKO to the leg. For uh, Cub Swan, his win over Cub Swanson. So, okay, you're taking uh, Martinez. I'm going to go opposite to you again. I'm going to go go Nurmagomedov. Got it. I think it's just the stupid name has uh, ruined. Like, your brain. It, yeah, it's poisoned my brain. It's like it's like a commercial that constantly plays. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I, I can't go against it. Uh, <laughs> right. All right. Next fight is Ricardo Ramos, who is 16 and four versus Austin Lingo, nine and one. I know you don't watch a lot of UFC, but I'll tell you, I'm struggling to know who these dudes are as well. Okay. Uh, let's go to my notes. Ooh, barely any notes on this one. <laughs> Ricardo Ramos has 10 fights. Okay, I guess this was the notable thing I saw between these two guys. Ricardo Ramos, 16 and 4, has 10 fights in the UFC. Austin Lingo, only three fights in the UFC, and it, he has a 9 and 1 record. So Ricardo Ramos has quite a bit more fights than this guy, almost. Uh, oh, exactly double the amount of fights. Mm. And he's had he's had as many fights in the UFC than Lingo has had in his total professional career. Mm. If that means anything to you. Yeah, I like experience. Yeah. Experience is, uh, you know, the bread and butter of the sport, being under the lights. Like yeah. you said, uh, being in, the, in, in fighting in front of the crowd always yeah. makes a difference. So experience wins. 
It's funny uh, that you say that too, because this is the first card that's in Vegas, but it's not at the stupid apex. Mm. You know what I'm talking about? The apex, that stupid thing with no fans. Like it's like that. Oh yeah. Got it. Right. So they've been fighting always at the apex for these fight nights. And there's like no crowd. Apparently like we've talked to UFC fighters, it's like $2,000 a ticket. And there's only like 30 seats. You know what I mean? Like there's nothing. Mm -hmm. Um, but this one is at a place called at it's at the theater at Virgin hotels. I don't know what the hell this is, but for some reason, this card is at some weird venue. I don't know if that means that there's going to be a crowd or not. Right. But uh, regardless, you've got the cameras, you've got the pressure of the UFC. Yep. So you're going with experience. You're going with Ricardo Ramos. I am. Yeah. I'm going to go, I'm going to do that as well. I think Ricardo Ramos takes this one. Um, with the experience factor. I'm going to go there. Yep. All right. Next fight is the battle of the Alexanders. You've got Alexander mm-hmm. Volkov, 35 and 10 versus Alexander Romanov, 16 and one. Uh, let's see. Alexander Volkov. He's the big tall guy with the crazy Asian tattoo on the back. Uh, okay. he's, got, he's been alternating wins and losses for his last four fights. Uh, mm-hmm. 34 years old from Russia. Romanov is 16 and one. He's coming off his very first loss. Mm. Uh, he's Moldovan and 32 years old. So very close, but Volkov. Now here you're talking about experience, but now right. we're looking at, is this too much experience? Is this too much mileage? Right. 45 professional fights for a 34 year old. I mean, you just took the word right out of my mouth. Right when I saw his record, I was like, all right, I talked about experience. <laughs> 45 to, you know, what, 17 fights on the other, other end. But, yeah, it just depends where those miles are put. If those miles are put in the uh, losing column, then, you know, it's it's almost like uh, damaged goods. You you just wonder, you know. Yeah, the chin starts to wear a little bit, Absolutely. right, like stuff like that. Uh, let's take a look at Volkov's uh, losses. How has he lost? I'm curious. Only two by knockout, three by submission, and five by decision. So, eh, not that bad. Like, right. it's not like, you know what I mean? It's not like uh, dudes get knocked out a lot. His last two losses were only a submission and a decision. Uh, decision. His last loss was a knockout to Derek Lewis back in 2018. So, suffice it to say, his chin has recovered yeah, in the last yeah, five right. years. Right, right, right. Uh, I don't know. So, what are you going to say? Hmm. You're going to say too much too much mileage here on on mm. volkov yeah i think it, it's it's i'm doing the algorithm in my head wondering mm-hmm. you know i can see it i can see it turning yeah remembering that t- first time i lost and what you know how that showed up for me and you know or on the other side where he has 10 losses and kind of used to that 50 50 uh uh in these last his last few fights that he's lost so mm. But give it to the experience again. Ooh, damn! Really, you're gonna go Volkov? It's yeah. fu- man, it's funny that we may go for a uh, perfect uh, record here. I'm going. I'm gonna. I'm gonna pick against you again. I think I'm gonna go for the the younger fighter. Right. It is heavyweight. Is the only thing I'm thinking. Like these are yeah. heavyweight. It was a lighter weight. Maybe I'd be like, okay, but these are heavyweight. Yeah. So even when he loses by a decision, it still means you're absorbing some like heavy blows. Uh, his loss was to Marcin Tybura back uh, in August of 2022, and it was by decision. Yeah, um, how many rounds was it? 
three rounds. Three rounds, okay. And uh, his win before that, and that was a quick turnaround fight because he had just fought at the end of April. So May, so June, July. So it was like a three-month turnaround. And then he loses the decision after an impressive first round stoppage of Chase Sherman. So, yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Alexander Romanov. He seems to be a little bit shorter and stockier as well. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to go definitely with reference this uh, this video again in real time. That's going to be a, a good one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. I'll, Hey, don't worry though. I'm going to edit it out so that I look like I always make the right picks. Oh, so yeah. it's going to it's going to totally ruin it for you, man. Don't worry. You better I like it. I like you it. better have been saving this on the end. Uh, I'll spare. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, main event time. You've got Peter Yan versus I don't know how to say that name. Peter Yan, Peter Yan, sixteen and four versus Marab Devalish Vili. All right. Um, that's a good record. Uh, sorry, yeah, fifteen. Yeah, that's right. Fifteen and four versus sixteen and four. I think people will not realize that. I think people are going to think Petter Jan has a way better record than Marab mm-hmm. because Marab is kind of new on the scene. He came from uh, Dana White's looking for a fight. He's part of Matt Sarah's crew, so he trains with Aljamain Sterling and uh, uh, what's his name, Al Iaquinta, like that that crew, the New York crew. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas Petter Jan is Petter Jan former mm-hmm. champion got screwed over by the Aljamain. You remember that? When I do Aljamain, remember it was like a, a knee uh, to the head or yeah. Yeah. The knee yeah. to the grounded opponent I do remember that. loses the title, loses the rematch. Now, mm-hmm. uh, Petter Jan also lost to sugar Sean O'Malley. And yeah. did you watch that fight? I, I did watch that fight. I was at Myrtle beach with icy Mike doing the, uh, he had Gabe, uh, Varga there had, uh, Shane Faison, uh, yep. a few of the creators. So we watched it that night. Now, do you recall if you thought it was a robbery as the world did? Um, I didn't think it was a robbery. I was going with the better striker again. And, uh... <laughs> and Sugar Sean. It, so what and, Sean O'Malley. and Sugar Sean right. O'Malley, the better striker. O'Malley, yeah. yep. I was going with the striker. And um, I just, uh, yeah, that, that's what it was. And I thought it was, I, I thought I was perceiving things that other people weren't perceiving, but everyone's perspective is different and I yeah. do respect it. So, yeah. um, and, and I did when, when I, I got this link or this invite you sent me, I did, uh, fi- uh, actually look up these two fights, these two <laughs> fighters. Okay. All the, uh, of all the cars that we were looking at, but I looked at these two fighters and, um, yeah, I did, I did like what Marab brought to the table with his striking. Mm. Yeah. So let me play a quick video. This is a quick highlight video of uh, Peter Yawns. Damn. That last one was sweet. Jab, <laughs> <laughs> cross, heel kick. Yeah, so that's just a, a little highlight reel that I found online. Whoever did that, that's pretty awesome. Um, yeah, it's tough, man. This is a tough one. Uh, let me just see some notes that I have on this thing. So Peter Yan 
he's one in three in his last four fights. So for one of the greatest in the world, he has sure had a damn bad luck streak because he yeah. loses the two to Aljo and the one to O'Malley. So that's pretty tough. So my note here is just how's his mental game here? Right. You know, like this guy went from being top shit, mm. one of the best pound for pound in the, in the world, you know, greatest, greatest. And now he's on a, th- you know, one in three streak. Yeah. And it's like, how do you bounce back from this? At what point does this really play into your mentality? Whereas you've got Marab, who's on an eight-fight streak after suffering two losses in the UFC. To be- I believe to begin his UFC career, he loses two uh, coming off Dana White looking for a fight. And then now he goes off on an eight-fight streak. Mm-hmm. Mind you, seven of those are decisions. Um, mm-hmm. You know, a little bit wrestling heavy. Al Jermaine has said... That if Al, I think Aljamain is saying, like, if he beats uh, Triple C, that he may abandon the title to let Marab go for the title. Like, uh, just stablemates, just doing a. Which I think is a stupid thing. Give me a right. break, right? Because yeah. I don't think Aljo has defeated everybody in this division that he should, like, leave it just so his friend can get it. This, this is true. That's kind of a cop out a little bit. A li- something, right? Yeah, it's like yeah. almost like you want to avoid something. I don't know. But mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. there's a lot to unpack with that. Yeah, a lot. I mean, all I know is I need friends like Aljo. (laughs) Gift me shit. You know what I mean? Like, give me a break. That's so weird. Have you ever had people at, have you ever had people that you've trained or at the same gym fight one another? Um, no, there's a, no, there's more of a level of respect. Even the two MMA gyms that I train at, uh, one of the owners uh, called me and said, uh, you know, one of our fighters looking to fight the other guy. Do you train him over there? I said, yes. I said, okay, it's a no-go. Mm. You know, we don't do that. So this level of respect. It's funny, you know, we I, on this podcast, we talk to fighters from all over the world. We've been really lucky, right? This is episode 108 or whatever, the 109, maybe this episode. Um, we've, we've had like over 100 different guests. It's very split down the middle. Some say, yeah, man, I'll fight anybody. If, if mm-hmm. it's a member of my gym, that's business. I got to do it. Yeah. So it's weird. Yeah. I, was listening to, I was listening to a podcast with uh, Jamal Hill, the new uh, light, lightweight champion, light heavyweight champion. Yeah. Yep. One of his first amateur fights was against his god brother. <laughs> he fought like literally like a family member. That's like, different. Crazy, right? Like when you're coming yeah. up and you're like, "Hey, this is the fight." I mean, geez, Louise, there's got to be another guy for you to fight. To but uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, uh, I, fought a, I fought a friend of mine in the uh, Eastern Trials for the Olympics, but it was like we, I, he, he was training down here. He went back home to Patterson, New Jersey. We fought in in Ohio on the Eastern Trials, and um, you know, he's been boxing since he was, since he was nine. I got a late start when I was nineteen, so um, kind of already already. You know, we we did it because that's the way the brackets went. You know, right, there was right, no, right. you know, we were both fighting for the same dream. So just do yeah. it. And so that's in a turn, that. and that's in a tournament too. That's you know what I mean? Correct. Like you yeah. weren't signing on the dotted line to fight this guy only. Like you know, that's hey, if it yeah. comes, it comes. But like, yeah. Right. That's Anyways, different. yeah, it is, man. Uh, all right, so Peter Yan versus Marab. Kind of like old school versus new school, but again, 16 and four versus 15 and four. So they're really pretty down the middle. Uh, who do you got? I go with Marab. Really? I go with Marab. Just the little highlights that I did see prior to jumping on here. I liked his distance. I liked his striking, I liked his spacing. Um, 
you know, I, I did see a, a, a fight. I, I'm not sure who it was against where, you know, he, he did get rocked, but he recovered from it. I'm like, yeah. okay, it's just a uh, yeah, moment in time. Uh, all right. Well, this makes the card perfectly split down the middle because I'm going for Peter Yawn. I, I feel like I feel like this guy is going to be so angry at his three losses. I feel like because he knows Marab is part of Aljo's team. Mm, okay. I think he's going to want to murder this guy. Yep. I do think Peter Yan has good wrestling and whatever. I feel like Marab doesn't have as good striking as Sugar Sean O'Malley. Right. Yeah, definitely not. So definitely not. So I feel like the striking disadvantage he may have faced there is not going to be here. And so now it's going to become more like wrestler versus wrestler, you know, like it. whatever. So I'm going to go with Peter Yan. I'm also going to think maybe even Russia, maybe like, hey, Peter, you got to win this. Let's hook you up. You know, maybe. I don't know. I don't know what's happening. Right. Think you think you met with the president? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> president of something. That's for yeah. sure. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to go for Peter Yan to take that one and uh, get back in the win column and try to get back to something against Aljo yeah. or, or, or do something. You know, what yeah. I mean? like he's got yeah. he's got to have some fight. So, uh, all right, that is our fight pick. So that's crazy that we're split down the middle on every right. fight. Right. Um, Jared, man, it was such a pleasure to meet you and have you on the podcast again for the second time in a row. Like I said before, I definitely want to get you back on. Um, and for those that don't know, like you saved my ass because my co-host, unfortunately, went MIA and mm. uh, I needed to, to film these. And you answered the call and were such a pleasure to, to meet. Man, I've wanted to meet you for so long. Yeah. So, yep. Thank you so much, man. Guys, check out at Sacred Boxing on Instagram. Give him a follow immediately. I'm going to put his link in the show notes if you need it. The greatest stuff, man. I love your awesome, stuff. Man. Keep it up. Uh, Thank you. you. You do really well, man. I'm really proud of you and all the stuff you do. It's such a pleasure to meet you. You're such a nice guy. I thought well, yeah. this guy's a jackass in real life, but <laughs> no, you're a good guy, man. You're awesome, man. Divine timing brought, brought this moment together. So yeah, I yeah. appreciate the invitation. All right, man. Well, thank you so much, everybody. Please uh, check us out, follow and subscribe, do all that stuff. And uh, we'll see you next week. Next week, I believe on the podcast is going to be Bellator heavyweight main eventing uh, a future card, Daniel, the predator James. He's the guy that commander Dale Brown talked about who used one of the commander Dale Brown tactics in his fights. So uh, Daniel James is coming on the podcast. Everybody. Thanks a lot. Have a good one, buddy. Take care. All right.